Chicago's finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. All right, thanks. Thank you. Wow. I'm, I'm looking at this tax vote drama. Um, I'm looking at Paul Ryan, where he just slams that gravel down um, in the halls of Congress because they've just passed this uh, atrocity uh, on Americans, saying that it's good for America, you know, that it's going to benefit all of us. It may have some benefits, but undoubtedly it's going to benefit the rich a lot more than it's going to benefit you and me going to benefit them a lot more. And I'm just now hearing that they they are going to have to revote. Do it again. <laughs> That's something Donald Trump promised to have this uh, uh, tax bill that uh, that they are working on now still uh, signing into law uh, before Christmas, but it looks like it's going to be after Christmas now. So that's a promise broken. And now they, the House Republicans will need to pass their tax plan for a second time after the Senate parliamentary ruled that the provisions in the bill violated the rules governing the legislation. 
as if the Republicans didn't know that. This was something I believe that they were trying to get away with. You know, so now the Democrats uh, spotted this snafu in the bill. Now the Republicans they have to revote after they voted for the voted the first time where uh, Paul Ryan uh, uh, gaveled uh, it down really hard in the Congress saying that the vote was final, but now they have to do it again. And uh, they got caught. <laughs> they got caught trying to cheat. But I'm pretty sure they are going to Republicans in the House. I'm pretty sure they are going to spin this. They're going to lie their way out of it. They're going to act as if it. this is just going to help every uh, citizen uh in the United States, and it's not going to do that. In the long term, uh, from my understanding, from people trying to tell us what's in uh, the plan and how it will affect you and your family, uh, uh, home ownership, rents, I mean, everything, everything, everything is going to go up. Everything is going to go up, you know. So this is this is horrifying. And for these guys to have to stop and redo this, re-vote on it again, when they thought they had a final version, <coughs> excuse me, uh, because they thought they had a final version, at least the House of Representatives thought they had a House, a final version that was going to be moved over to the Senate. The Senate was going to vote on it, uh, you know, pass it, obviously, send it off to Trump, and he signs it, and he just gloats because he has a win for the first time during his during during his presidency but uh, members are advised that we expect senate democrats to insist on what is this on a bird bird point of order on the congress report of a you know um double talk that's what it is folks double talk anyway they are going to have to Redo this, revote on it. I don't know. I'm hearing tomorrow morning, you know, something like that, maybe later on in tonight, but they're going to have to revote. Sorry, they're going to have to revote. And this is just crazy. Uh, they're going to have to do this again. They, <laughs> oh, wow. They just can't get that. They can't wait to get that monstrosity out here to screw Americans. They can't wait to get it to Donald Trump's desk to say that, that their master and their chief has a win. Finally, they've given their master in chief a win, you know, and that should keep him off their asses. This is what they, their thinking is. So they, 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 they're going to pass it. it it's, I mean, Republicans are in control of everything. They, they are. Uh, one uh, Facebook friend said, George, how do, George, what do I do? Uh, I want to fight back. I want to fight back. But I don't know how, but what do I do? What can I do? Please. You can always raise your voices. uh, Let yourself be heard. Protest, email, call. A lot of the, I know a lot of these things you do, you do already. And these guys and girls in Congress, they just ignore that. But you got to really, really stay on it. But um, one of the most important things you can do is, 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 to inform everybody around you. I, I always say you um, you should always take part in your government. Don't try to ignore it. Don't try to pretend that things are not happening. Don't try to say, well, I'm not into politics. I don't know what to do. 
what am I going to do? I'm just, uh, I just get food stamps. I don't know what to do. Uh, well, I don't know what to do. I'm poor. I ain't got nothing. What am I going to do? It's a lot you can do. I just work a part-time job taking care of my family. Come home, pay my rent, go back to work. We eat, get dressed, go out to church. What can we do? You can do a whole lot. A whole lot. You know, I'm not saying pick up a, a, a sword or something and go out there and... Uh, I'm not saying pick up a, oh, something's wrong with my audio here, uh, a sword and go out there and swash, swat, buckle or anything like that. I'm just saying, make your voice heard. Say something about it. Let everybody know, let these assholes in Congress know that you're angry at them for not listening, not paying attention, not doing what you wanted them to do. 75% of Americans do not want this bill. They made their voices known. They're out there right now saying, they don't want this bill. They're out there right now saying, Paul Ryan, you're a liar. That's what you have to do. They may listen. More than likely, they won't. I mean, all those people calling Paul Ryan a liar and calling for his head, he's not giving them one. He's not paying any attention. He's ignoring those people. He's ignoring all of us. If he doesn't resign like it's being reported, and, and I'm I'm hearing that he's saying he's he's not going to resign. We're going to vote him out. Actually, I don't want Paul Ryan to resign. I want him to stay there so we can kick him out. Do not resign because that's that's the easy way out. Let us throw you out. And it goes for Donald Trump too. 80, 80 to eighty five percent of the people in America Americans want Donald Trump's ass on a platter. They want him out of the White House. But no, not Paul Ryan, not that asshole Mitch Mitch McConnell. No, they, they <laughs> these guys are thugs. They're crooks. I mean, you ever seen that gangster movie, that 1973 movie with? Um, it's called The Godfather with Marlon Brando, Al Pacino. Uh, James Kahn and, and, and a whole lot of people, including, I think, Robert uh, Duvall. Yeah, I know the movie because I, I loved it. That's what this reminds me of. That's what the <laughs> that's what this it reminds me of the Godfather, you know, uh, gangsters, the mafia inside the White House, you know, thugging, you know, it, it, it reminds me of uh, the Godfather. You know, Godfather Part Two, maybe, you know, so in the White House. And guess who's the Godfather is? Donald Trump is the, is the Don. You know, he he he's the one who's literally shouting and screaming and trying to whip everybody into shape. And he does a lot, a lot of firing. And uh, this is what this this is what this always has reminded me of. The Godfather, a bunch of gangsters and thugs in the White House. You know, their mall is uh, Kelly Conway. <laughs> it's not funny. It really isn't. But it's just so amusing to to know that uh, America has, um, not amusing, but it's really disappointing to know that America has fallen so low with the help of uh, the Republicans. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. I just came on, folks, and I just shot right into that because it was breaking news, and I knew I had to uh, say something about it. I'm talking about this tax bill that's 
bound to get through, whether they got whether they have to revote or not revote. But I'm hearing they have to revote at this point uh, because they got caught by the Democrats of trying to sneak something through. And this bill will also ends, end some, if not all, of the mandates from Obamacare. So Obamacare is tied in here, tied into this bill. I don't, I'm not sure if Planned Parenthood is, however, but it could be. I, I think I heard the last time that Planned Parenthood was tied into this. Maybe, maybe not, because if it was, we'd be hearing a lot about that. So anyway, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show, 612 at this point, p.m. Um, my guest is Beverly Seal, um, Swirl. I can't pronounce her last name, so she'll probably have to <laughs> teach me, you know. Um, I'm pretty sure it's it's um, simple, but I don't want to mess it up. So anyway, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me right here on Blog Talk Radio. Link in. I'm all over the place. I'm getting ready to cough. Excuse me. <coughs> wow. Something is something's down there in my throat. I don't know what it is. We'll work on it later. Anyway, Merry Christmas, everybody. I mean, if I haven't said Merry Christmas, um, um, my fault. But I do know that a lot of people out here, they don't uh, give Christmas a thought because it's something that they just do not celebrate. So I'm just saying Merry Christmas to all of those who are out here to celebrate, who wants to who enjoy the day, who want to be with their friends, their families, uh, you know, having fun, opening presents. All of those kinds of people, Merry Christmas. And for those who, and for those of you who do not believe, uh, I don't know what to say. Just keep listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show um, because it's all about you. It's all about making the world a better place. And that's what this show is all about, making the world a, a better place. And that's what a, a lot of shows, television shows, radio shows, internet sh- radio shows, it's all about making the world a better place. But the Republicans, I don't know. These guys are dead set on making life miserable for everyone. And what's getting to me is that a lot of these Republicans are starting to say that the American people this, the American people that, the American people this. Are we going to do this for the American people? We're doing that for the American people. They see now that we're going to vote their asses out. So they're trying to suck up. It, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Uh, there's nothing you can do to suck up, uh, to try to get the American people on your side. It's not going to work. Your your asses will be voted out of there in 2018, November 2018. I, I hate to rush, rush the years like this, especially my birthday. Sometimes... <laughs> Or anybody else's birthday, especially if they don't want to see their, don't want to hear anything about their birthday because they're getting older and older and older and older, and everything. But uh, I can't, I can't wait to see what 2018, November 2018, is going to be like for Americans in 20 uh, politically, politically, and we'll just have to wait. And I try to tell people, do not feel sad, do not be depressed. Do not feel as though, you know, you, you're helpless because of what's going on in our country. You can still make a difference. Uh, make your voices heard. I mean, get out there. Do what you have to do to make your voices heard. Get others uh, uh, to join you, to help you, to fight back and take this country back away from these godfather, 
mafia-like thugs in the White House and in Congress. All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. <laughs> wow, it is great. It is Christmas time, folks, and there's so many people who are out here giving, buying toys and presents for people who can't afford it, helping someone in need who's truly in need. It's just a great thing. It's just what you do um, during these holidays. Uh, I'm going to be out on Christmas Day. I'm going to be out there helping the hungry, feeding feeding the hungry, trying to get them um, in shelter and housing. This is what I do just about every Christmas, go out and help someone else more so than trying to help myself. They need a lot. They need it a lot more than I do. I don't need to be sitting around the house and, you know, opening presents when I could be out here helping those who have nothing. And that's what it's all about with me. And that's what makes me feel good. And another thing that makes me feel good about helping those who are in need is that they appreciate it so much. And by them appreciating it so much, that makes me want to do it even more and more and more. If If I had the resources that I wished I had, I could do a lot more. But anyway, if you can just do a little bit, that will help. You know, I mean bring a smile to someone's face during uh, who's homeless during these holidays, you know, uh, help someone um, uh, help, help some family enjoy a great Christmas who otherwise would not have that. So that's my mission. That's what I do. I do it every Thanksgiving and Christmas, go out and help other people because they're all around the place. I mean, homelessness is on the rise. Uh, Hunger is on the rise. I mean, we may, we may be able to feed a few people, but throughout the country and throughout the world, people are, are going to be um, hungry and homeless and out on the streets. And uh, we have to do something about that. We have to do something. We don't need Congress, our president, and our all of these politicians who aren't doing a damn thing. The people who are helping other people uh, make it through are Americans, Americans helping Americans. That's what it's all about. We don't need no lying, thuggish ass politicians uh, uh, telling us what to do or how to do. But I will say some politicians will try to take credit for what you do to try to help someone else. Because politically, you know, they're doing it politically because maybe they're running again or they want votes. So they're going to try and, you know, uh, step on it. But don't let them do that. Americans are helping Americans regardless of what's going on in Washington, no matter who's in the White House or who is in Congress. We're going to be the great people we have always been. We won't need no, we won't need any Donald Trump. I mean, if you ask some of these politicians for this kind of help during Christmas, they would they would turn you down anyway because you know Republicans are conservatives. Most of them are. And they, be, they, you know, they believe in pulling, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps without government help. But some people can't. Some people can't do that. I mean, you got people in wheelchairs. You got people who are quadriplegic. They can't get up and do anything. They, they rely on government services for their treatment. But it's a damn shame that in the city of Chicago and throughout America that health care is not free. Health care is not 
something that you can just walk into a clinic or a hospital and get uh, um, and get serviced and get medical attention without having uh, an insurance card. That's a damn shame. We we are the only country, one of the only countries of many countries, Americans have to pay through the nose for marginal health care. You got to have three or four different kinds of insurance to even get actually marginal health care. You have to have supplemental insurance. You got to have every, and these guys and girls in Congress in America, they're talking about cutting Medicaid. They're talking about cutting um, Medicare, Social Security, making it harder, harder, much harder for you to go to a doctor. That's a damn shame. Making it harder. I mean, for the elder, for the seniors, making it harder to go to a damn hospital or a clinic to get, you know, get, get your, uh, to get healthy. Prescription drugs, excuse me, prescription drugs are going through the roof uh, with this tax bill. So don't believe it when the Republicans are saying they're doing something for you in this tax bill. They're not. They're doing it for the rich. They're doing it for the rich. And as I've said before, you don't like what these guys and girls are doing, the Republicans. Vote their asses out and put some people in in 2018, November 2018, that's going to undo everything that they have done. Undo everything that Donald Trump has done. That's all you have to do. You can see how Donald Trump has tried to uh, eliminate the very existence of Barack Obama. Hey, we can vote somebody in. We can vote for someone, some president, in a, a Democratic president in 2018 who will go in that Oval Office, take out those books, and undo everything that Donald Trump has done. It's just that easy. Executive orders are just need legislation for an executive order. This is why I say as long as Donald Trump is in the White House and, have a, and has that ink pen and has that power of uh, – executive uh, authority, we're in trouble because he can do anything just by signing it in. doesn't need legislation. He doesn't need um, any action from the legislature. And the legislature is the House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate. So he doesn't need those guys and girls when he can just, uh, you know, just sign his name to something and voila, it happens, you know. All right, you've been listening to the George Walter Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. <laughs> uh, hate has no home here. Be nice to one another out there, folks. And that it's Christmas, so be nice and, and be helpful and help people out there who are legitimately in need of help. I mean, you got some people out there, folks, who try to who will try to scam you and say, I'm poor. I need help. I need some money. You have to watch out. You have to do your homework before you... Uh, open up your pocketbook because you have, you have all kinds of people out here during the holiday season and they're out to get you. They're out to get your money. So you guys be careful out there. Girls, be careful out there. Um, uh, be careful during the holidays and make sure you lock your doors too. 
and, and your car, and your car. So many people leave their car running, jump, jump out the car, leave it running, run into the store. And as soon as they're done with their transactions in the store, they come right back, back out and their car is gone. I don't understand why, how so many people could just leave their keys in their cars. You just don't do that. You know, I mean, if, you, if you're at the uh, service station and you're getting gas and uh, you're pumping gas and suddenly you walk into the, 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 the little market there and you buy a few donuts and then you come out and your car is gone because you left the keys in it in the car and you left it running. That's why we have so many stolen cars in the city of Chicago and around America, because a lot of Americans just don't think when they jump out their car and leave their car running or leave the key in the car, leave the car unlocked, and it gets stolen. You know, because it doesn't matter where you live. I mean, accidents or incidents like this can happen. Not an accident, but incidents like this can happen anywhere. So if you don't want crime at your door, then, you know, take your car keys. No matter if you're going in just for a second, take your car keys, lock your door. Uh, and I want to say to the elderly out there, make sure you lock your doors because guys, bad guys, the only thing they're going to do when they're trying to break into your house, they're going to go out trying turning knobs on your door to see if your door is open. So make sure that your door is locked and secure once you're inside. And all your windows are, you know, locked. Excuse me. All your windows are locked down tight because the bad guys are out there, and they just don't give a damn. They just don't care. They want to break in and, and cause havoc and steal. So you have to protect yourself. Keep your keep your uh, doors locked, and take your keys when you leave your vehicle. No, no matter if it's for a second, take your keys because the bad guys are watching. Okay, but there's a lot of times when you're sitting in your car and, and some thug walk up to you, put a gun in your face and say, get the hell out the car. I want it. You have no choice then. You know, uh, I would say obey them because these guys will shoot you. But um, um, take heed and, and, and do everything you can to protect yourself and realize no matter where you are, you know, crime can happen can happen so protect yourself especially during these holidays because the bad guys are out there i mean they're all over the place it doesn't matter you may think that you're in a perfect part of the town you may live in a great suburb and nothing ever happens there but you know the minute you start to think nothing ever happens there something happens and it is can be deadly you know so um never let your guard down Okay, uh, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. <laughs> I've been just running off at the mouth here. All right, it's great to be on. It's great. Let's do this. I haven't done this in a long time. Welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show, broadcasting live out of Chicago. And we are helping to make the world a better place, one show at a time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for finding the show, downloading the show, and just having a great time. Here we go.
as I bring in my first guest, senior political commentators Van Jones and Mike Shields, also Republican strategist Rick Wilson. I have to start with this question. Van Jones, I'm going to ask you first. Does this president have no sense of decency? Well, apparently not. I mean, <clears throat> part of what I think is, is so tragic is that this was a tremendous opportunity for the country, not just President Trump, but for the country, to finally give due credit to people who helped to win this war. Billionaire uh, philanthropist and activist uh, Tom Steyer is uh, back with an ad that he has produced uh, calling for Donald Trump's impeachment. And he wanted to put it on a place where he knew that Trump would, would see it. And so, of course, he chose Fox and Friends. Uh, let's see what it looks like. He's brought us to the brink of nuclear war, obstructed justice at the FBI, and in direct violation of the Constitution. He's taken money from foreign governments and threatened to shut down news organizations that report the truth. If that isn't a case for impeaching and removing a dangerous president, then what has our government become? I'm Tom Steyer, and like you, I'm a citizen who knows it's up to us to do something. It's why I'm funding this effort to raise our voices together and demand that elected officials take a stand on impeachment. A Republican Congress once impeached a president for far less. Yet today, people in Congress and his own administration know that this president is a clear and present danger, who's mentally unstable and armed with nuclear weapons. And they do nothing. Join us and tell your member of Congress that they have a moral responsibility to stop doing what's political and start doing what's right. Our country depends on it. So if you thought that the president might not have seen that because he was doing some important government type stuff, you haven't been paying attention this year. Yes, he watched it. He immediately tweeted about it. Wacky and totally unhinged Tom Steyer, who has been fighting me and my Make America Great Again agenda from beginning, never wins elections, which is a direct response to the charges later. It's not. So look, he's pushing for that. He's, I guess, able to. I'm surprised that Fox actually ran the ad in the first place. Uh, I have recently read, just this week, that their ad revenue is down 17%. So it's possible that they, they can be less money. choosy about the ads. But Fox and Friends is a popular show, I think, at least in the White House. It polls very well. And um, so they decided to run that. Now, Fox and Friends' audience was not happy. They were deluged with torrent, uh, a torrent of tweets and uh, comments on the, the articles about it saying that they had been taken over by commies and Jews and that's why they were doing this, that they were just in it for the money. Mm -hmm. And this, man, audiences really expect uh, consistency in a message because if there's anybody who has earned, for better or worse, protection from the charge that they're not sufficiently pro-Trump, isn't it Fox and Friends at this point? Like well, they've done nothing but help him and praise him for a year. But they run this one ad and people are leaving their show. They're not watching anymore. Yeah, I don't believe them anyway. Yeah, I don't so, believe it. Yeah, look, uh, th that's why they were probably particularly angry. They're like, this is a bubble. You're not supposed to allow that's opposing true. viewpoints into this bubble. Yes. It really disturbs us. But people who huff and puff and say they're going to leave, I mean, just check the comments below. <laughs> okay, they never leave. <laughs> they're like, oh, like next time. You do this again, <laughs> but no, there's a lot of like, I'm gonna change the channel.
To what? To reality? Like, good luck with that, buddy. You're I don't know. There's a so lot well. of new uh, right-wing channels. The hotel I'm staying at. There's there's <laughs> really? so many new ones. Newsmax has a 24-hour channel, true. and uh, uh -huh. what is it? Is it One America or something? OAN? Yeah, OAN. Yeah, 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 I, was, yeah. I was watching it yesterday. That's true. I was like, uh -oh. maybe they're the friends of Fox and Friends. You know, <laughs> so I always wonder. I always watch yeah. Fox and Friends. I'm like, who are the friends exactly? <laughs> I, I know friends? who Fox true, is. Because all those who people are, are employees. Yeah, yeah who, everyone's being paid to be I think That'd be cool if there was a crossover with the actual show Friends. And, and like, <laughs> That's like what I always someone, thought it was. Someone could web that together. <laughs> and like, like, let's have Fox and Friends, you know? Let's Ross! Have, let's have <laughs> yeah. Steve Ducey dating uh, somebody on that they, show. But they need the revenue. I mean, if they're going to keep on paying out, like, everyone who accuses their, their hosts oh. of, of sexual assault and they have to silence them, $32 million That's for true. Bill O'Reilly, man. You need the money. I get it, Fox. Um, but I actually thought that this was a pretty effective ad. I mean, he's calm. Uh, he is those blue eyes, those like steel blue eyes <laughs> staring at you as the yeah. camera just slowly pans in. I thought it was effective. I just thought that the messaging could have been a little different. I think it could have just been like, Donald, seek therapy. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. we know you need help. We want to help you. Step down, buddy. You can golf. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> um, you can do that anyway. So, um, my, I want to get to Tom Steyer's message too, but for, first, I like Trump's message. Steyer never wins elections. Good reason for that, never run for one. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh for O. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I assume that he means the money that he puts into elections. Yeah. Right. And of course, that's not true either. He's won, he's lost based on who he's funded. Anyway, uh, so. I think that the Steyer ad is, is smart in a lot of different ways. Uh, they, uh, they're going to rally everybody to their own side. It was smart to run it on Fox and Friends to get under Trump's skin, who is, they know cannot help himself and yeah. will give you free publicity. Which is a tactic John Oliver's used a couple of times. He's run ads on Fox yeah. and Friends. Yes. And so really well played. Uh, I think it was super smart. Uh, they're going to get a lot of people on their side. And you know, and Steyer uh, is very wealthy, he's a billionaire, uh, he's a progressive. And he's not looking to take the money that he uses and create benefits for himself like tax cuts. Mm -hmm. uh, he is not arguing for that, right? And so it's not out of self-interest, except for the fact that it, the main money that he spends is to try to uh, fight against climate change. So I guess he's got a conflict of interest because he'd like to stay alive. He's got an All agenda. Right, okay. yep. And he wants his kids and grandkids to have a planet. Can, can I play devil's advocate for just a second? Yeah. Uh, like I, I, I agree with basically what, what they said there. And certainly he's, he's free. To, if he wants to pay for an ad, you can pay for an ad, I guess. It happens all the time. Corporations do it. Uh, so, But it does make me a little bit uncomfortable that we have this class of people. And some of them are progressives and pro-environment and all that. Who are so wealthy that they can unilaterally just produce these political ads and like, I don't know that anything he said there was inaccurate. So maybe this isn't a good example for me to criticize. And I'm glad that Fox ran it. But it is still just more advertising coming from the direct point of view of a billionaire. Like, I agree with this one. But yeah. that they can just, like, they could buy out all the ads sure. if they the want. The country is billionaire versus billionaire yeah. versus billionaire. We just have to hope that the right billionaire wins. Well, and that's a shitty position to be in. Because of that subtitle in that commercial, we, we know he's an American citizen. So <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my favorite part. Yeah. American <laughs> citizen. I just love that. Yeah. <laughs>
So well, just okay. in case you're worried. Yeah, see. Can relax. All right, well, look, this uh, be balanced here, and uh, I'll join the fray of, uh, you know, slight criticisms here. Uh, one is... Uh, American citizen looked really goofy. Totally yes. agree. <laughs> like, come on, dude. We, I mean, you could have wrote written Homo sapien, yeah. right? Like human being. <laughs> we know, we know, we know. Uh, it's like a way of saying not billionaire, not running for office. Okay, but let's keep it real. One day, Tom Steyer might run for office. Okay, mm. and he is a billionaire. Mm. I don't have any problem with billionaires doing the right thing. I love it. That's wonderful. Uh, he should give money to Wolfpack. He can't give money to Justice Democrats because they don't take. Uh, big donations like that, but he, but Wolfpack does. Go ahead. Is this um, part of the too, <laughs> too strong, too strenuous? <laughs> no, okay, no, okay, it's okay, got okay. Nothing to do with that. Okay. And look, anyway, he's going to run for office, and and a lot of people signed that petition. That's probably a good move too. I get it. Uh, so look, overall, there's not that many people doing the right thing. He's doing the right thing. Yeah, I'll take it and run. I agree. Uh, yeah. and 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 it's okay to put his message out. Um, and if he wants to spend all whatever he has, one point whatever billion. On doing great things, including in the media, including buying ads, I think that's actually lovely. Yeah. I just want to prevent uh, even good guy billionaires, like to John's point, of being able to buy elections. Yeah. Right? You know, and so, and that's different. Here, he's not right now. There is no election. Yeah. He's he's not trying it's to influence issue advocacy. It, it is. Right. It is actual issue yeah. advocacy as opposed to, hey, vote for X and don't vote for Y, yeah. which yeah. I think is is definitely different. And he should. My only last tiny criticism is speak up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little too whispery. No, I like that. I'm, I'm glad you he like brought up. Like, more yeah. ominous. Okay. I'm glad he brought up the uh, you know the criticism of Trump's uh, you know irresponsibility in dealing with North Korea and the you know the threat of nuclear war. It's yeah. like because to me it seems like there's there's almost no anti-war movement going on. Yeah. You know, people talk about all different issues, but. When it comes to war, it's like almost nothing going on. And yeah. just painting Kim Jong-un as, oh, he's the evil, he's the evil crazy one. It's yeah. like, we're the only country to ever use nukes on anybody. And, you know, we, and we did it twice. You yeah. know, and now they're already talking about tactical nukes, you know, these little nukes. More usable do. ones. Yeah, just, you know, they won't cause much damage. Just yeah. tactical <laughs> nukes. You know. yeah. Trump's, so yeah, Trump's it's, talking it's about terrifying, that. you know. Well, and and so I'm glad he threw that in there because it seems true. like that's not even in the conversation these days. Hopefully, if you scare people enough about the threat of nuclear war in this one particular instance, you can then build on that, that we shouldn't just get out of this situation. We should get out of the like decades-long situation yes. where multiple people have access to enough weaponry to destroy the entire world. Let's not have that situation. Even if Donald Trump's not there, even if it's Barack Obama or someone who seems sane even, maybe they shouldn't have the capacity to kill every human that is, exists. Well, last thing is to just to double down on what Judah and John are saying. I, what, what I'm most concerned about when it comes to Trump is his mental stability in regards to North Korea particularly. And so, you know, impeachments, that's fine and it's a good strategy that, that they're pursuing. Uh, I think the 25th Amendment actually it should be incredibly rare, but this might be a rare instance where we should consider using it. Uh, and, and we even have a, a petition on that or a poll on that, tytnetwork.com slash 25th, because that he might not be stable enough uh, to be president of the United States. And I think he's a literal danger to the world. And I'm not the only one saying that now. Now you have Republican senators like Bob Corker and Jeff Blake and John McCain and former presidents like uh, Obama, but also George W. Bush yeah. coming out and making speeches about Ugh. how watch out, he's not stable. And, yeah. and this and is coming from George W. Bush. Yeah, so, so I just think away, he knows that world. Away, <laughs> yeah, just, I, I think.
And anyway, just for context, one final point in terms of whether the public might actually take to this message from Sarah right there. Uh, public policy polling in this month actually found that 48% of the public support impeaching Trump, while 43% oppose. The group notes that this is the fifth month in a row we find voters in support of impeachment. If you like the Young Turks, you'll love Young Turks membership. TYTnetwork.com slash join. All right, uh, GOP just hours away from a big win. That uh, sounds like as soon as the Senate passes this thing, uh, it's going to be gone on to Trump for his signature. But I'm hearing that it's not that simple. But, you know, the media makes it sound like it's that simple. Um, I'm hearing that it won't be, this, this bill will not be signed before Christmas. It may be after Christmas sometimes because of the paperwork that's ensued. Um, so anyway, protesters shouted, kill the bill minutes before the House passed uh, the bill. The minute, I mean, they were calling Paul Ryan a liar. It was, there were protesters at this site, uh, at the passage of this bill on Capitol Hill. There was protesters. But did these assholes, did, did they listen? No. They're, they're smiling and grinning like it's the best thing for for the American people. And it's not the best thing for the American people. It's the best thing for their people. The rich, it's the best thing for them. These people don't care about about what we think. They don't care how, how, hard, how hard or how loud we shout and yell and scream. They don't care. It's about their party. It's about what they want, not what we want. I mean, we scream and yell at these, these politicians all the time to do the right thing, and they do what they want to do. Uh, and then they go on television shows and radio shows and saying that it's the best thing for America while ignoring us because 80% of the Americans, they don't want this bill. Politicians, they don't do what we want them to do anymore. They do not speak for us. They speak for themselves. They, they're, they're a little cluster among themselves uh, figuring out how, how to screw the rest of us. Take away our rights. Take away uh, everything. And especially fooling around with our pocketbooks, fooling around with our income, our money. It's, it's going to cost more uh, when this thing is finally implemented than what they're saying they're giving out. Uh, Donald Trump calls it, calls it a Christmas present, but obviously it won't be implemented until after Christmas. 
even if it passes and he signs it. But uh, the, one, the one thing that I get out of this is that people are actually engaging in their in politics. And I love this. I think it's great. You should engage. I mean, when you got rogues in the White House and you got rogues in the Capitol uh, who are not doing their jobs or doing their jobs against everything that America stands for, it's time for the people of America to take over. If these assholes do not do their job, we kick them out and we do their jobs for them. Or we wait until they're finally voted out, but until then, we do their jobs for them. If we, if we put them in office and they refuse to do their jobs or will not do their jobs, then it's time for the American people to take over, to take over. The guys don't do their job. We have to do it for them. Throw their asses out, and then we do it for them. They will not listen to us for nothing in the world. They think we don't know. We don't know crap. We don't know what they know. We're not as good good of thinkers as they are. They're doing what they think is good for you and me. They're doing what they think is good for their party, and they're masking it as saying the American people. I don't understand it sometimes when I hear Mitch McConnell say the American people. Paul Ryan. Well, well, the American people, who the hell are they talking about? They're not talking about you and me. They're talking about their donors, the people who are lining their pockets with cash. That's who they're talking about, the American people. They're not talking about poor people. They're not talking about middle class people. They're not talking about people out here who are struggling to make it. They're talking about their donors. The corporations, they couldn't give two craps about us. And Donald Trump is not a president of all Americans. We know that. He, he is only the president of people who like him. <laughs> if you don't like him, he couldn't give two. I mean, he, he, if you don't like him, he doesn't like you, period. That's Donald Trump. I never known a president like this who was not president of all people, but only president for a small portion of people in the United States, his uh, KKK clan. I mean, he, he's a mess. And I'm hearing, I, I hate that I heard this, but I, I'm hoping it's not true. But anyway, here, it, here goes. Um, Special Counselor Robert Mueller, Mueller, his office, or someone close to his office, saying that the investigation into Donald Trump's meddling in, in the uh, uh, 2016 election will not be wrapped up for about another year. So that's not good. Because within that time, Donald Trump <laughs> and the Republicans, I mean, these guys uh, can literally, literally destroy the United States during those times. Do Donald Trump can just destroy the United States with just his executive orders. He can do it with that. You know, nothing more. So Donald Trump is dangerous. It's sad to hear that if that's true, and I'm hoping it's not true. But they, but I, ha I got the information from a reliable source. So, you know, we'll see where that goes. And um, 
we just have to move on and push on. You know, I mean, it's up to the American people to do um, the right thing because our politicians will not do the right thing. They are about their own party. And the Republicans aren't doing anything for me and you. They're disguising it. They're lying. They're flying. And uh, they're not listening to anything that we say, you know, because if they were, they would not be doing things that we would not want them to do. You know, they act as if they're smarter than we are. They're more intelligent than we are. They know what's best for us. And that's, and that's what pisses me off. They act as if they know what is best for us. We give them their jobs. And then they're going to turn around and act like they are highly in, more intelligent than we are. And they know what's best for us than we do. This is what politicians do. Uh, think and do when they're finally in office and in power is their word uh we have to go with what they say and basically when you when you elect a politician to to office maybe even to congress they just have one vote one lousy vote i mean when you send a politician to congress you're sending one vote and they spoke and they are supposed to vote the way you want them to vote they're supposed to use that one vote the way their constituency their voters uh, want them to vote. But, hey, wow, they get to Congress, they get a stern talking to, they get threatened. Uh, here come the donors with the money under the table, uh, lining their pockets, you know, loading up their bank accounts with cash, and then suddenly they don't know who you are anymore. You voted their asses in, but they don't know who you are anymore because you're not lining their pockets with money. So they're going to vote the way the people who are lining their pockets with lots of money, then you who voted them into office and gave them their jobs. This is happening all the time. Some of these folks call them lobbyists. They used to be called lobbyists, but now they're called donors, I guess, you know. Um, it's bad. It's bad. Doug Jones was just luck. Uh, excuse me. Doug Jones was just elected a few um, a few weeks ago from the date of this uh, show. So I don't know if he's going to be able to keep his head. He's a Democrat. At least he claims he's a Democrat. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to keep his head and uh, turn away all that money that's going to be offered to him to vote the other way to vote any other way than what his constituency, his voters want, want him to. Money may just, you know, play a part. We just have to see uh, in the coming months, coming years, uh, what Doug Jones is all about. Because I'm hearing that he, that he said, he gave an interview where he uh, said that uh, he was seriously thinking about voting with the Republicans. He's a Democrat. The Democrats voted voted him into office in Alabama, basically. Well, uh, it was black women who voted him into office, Democratic black women. And now he's talking about seriously considering voting with the Republicans. I think that's a sign of saying he's going to vote Republicans. But a lot of people have told me that, George, look at the word right there. It said considering. Yeah, but still and all. I mean, you really don't want to hear about Republicans when you done 
um, from a Democrat that you just voted into office trying to uh, unseat a lot of Republicans. You really don't want to hear that. And I said, well, I looked at the word, I contemplated the word considering, but then the word before considering, which is seriously considering, that almost says that he's going to vote with the Republicans. He, I mean, I could be, you know, wrong. I hope I am. But when anybody says they're going to seriously think about voting with Republicans and they're a Democrat and you just voted their asses in office and now they're talking about they just might, they could, they may vote with Republicans. You want somebody in there that's going to say, I'm never going to vote with, with Republicans. I'm going to vote to get their asses out. That's what you want. That's what I would love to have heard um, Doug Jones say. But after he won and <laughs> I don't know, his tune, his demeanor and a lot of his uh, swagger was thrown out of the window uh, as it was coming up on uh, on the election. I mean, he was really at it, going at it. But after he got elected, he seemed like he changed. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But uh, Democrats, Republicans, politicians in general I don't believe any of them. I just don't believe in, uh, it. Their actions count more to me than what they're saying. They can say anything they want to say, but you have to show me something. Show me something, you know. Show us all something, you know, not, not just talk. Talk is nothing. People lie like dogs. Talk is nothing. Show me some action. All right, you've been uh, listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. Um, oh, be nice to one another. Just, it's five minutes to seven in the city of Chicago. It's a great night. It's a beautiful night, Christmassy all around the place. And once again, I want to say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to everybody out there. You know, you got a lot of people. But to hope. But to those who celebrate, have a great time, have fun. <laughs> I'll be saying this for the next two nights, right? Because we're going to also be off um, on Christmas Eve, Christmas um, Day, the day after Christmas. We won't be back. The show will not be back on until the 27th of December. So, yeah, join Christmas. And I hope everybody else enjoys Christmas. And I'm going to say, again, try to help those out. If you can, a lot of people are in trouble themselves financially and they don't have the funds or the time or the inclination to help those um, a lot less fortunate. But if you can, if you can do do some do something about it, uh, get out there and help others. It, it's a time of the season to uh, to help those in need to um, put food on someone's table that has none. Uh, that's what we're going to do. be doing. That's what I'm going to be doing. Um, uh, the coming days, and uh, it, it, I, I'm always fulfilled doing those type of things, putting, helping people, um, trying to put their lives back together. Forget about my life. My life is dead and gone. Trying to help other people put their lives back together is is um, is um, great for me. It, it's it's really great for me to do that. And, uh, I'm trying to bring others, other people in there, in here to help also. 
You know, I don't, I never think about myself on holidays. I don't think about myself. I don't want other people thinking about me. I want to think about those who are in worse shape than I am. That's what it's all about. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. on Block Talk Radio. <laughs> wow, this year has surely gone, hasn't it? 2017, 2018. Wow. Hey there, friends and fans. This is George Wilder Jr. of the George Wilder Jr. Show. <laughs> I want you to enjoy my fictional writings located on Amazon and elsewhere. Uh, the website is www.amazon.com slash author slash gwilder or, or go to the Amazon website and type my name in the text bar above to either order or download a book, a story, essays, novels, novelettes, whatever you want to do. And I want to thank you very much for that. And as always, good reading. This is George Wilder Jr. And keep listening. There's always more to come. All right. Thank you, everybody. All righty. <laughs> All righty. Thanks for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Always follow me on Facebook. Follow me right here on um, Block Talk Radio. Block Talk Radio. My guest uh, did not show up today, but uh, that's fine. That's okay. Maybe something happened. Things happened. Especially sometimes, sometimes things happen to this show because I, because sometimes I, you know, it, the internet is never, ever uh, reliable, you know, and this show, this is an internet radio show. And I mean, there are times when I had to cut the show off in right there in between broadcasting because the internet went down. It goes, <laughs> it goes down and these things happen. They happen, and when a guest doesn't show up, a lot of times they'll email me, and I'll check my email, and they'll say, George, I couldn't make it, or George, I forgot all about it. You know, things happen, and more, more than so, I will try to reschedule them. So it's, it's, it's um, something that happens. You know, it's something that happens. President Trump essentially calling gold star widow Maisha Johnson a liar. Taunting Congresswoman Frederica Wilson, calling her wacky. Is race behind all of this? Let's discuss now. CNN political commentators Anna Navarro and Angela Ryer here and political contributor Ed Martin. Good evening to all of you. Thank you for uh, coming on. Uh, Anna, after Maisha Johnson spoke, spoke publicly this morning, President Trump almost immediate, immediately uh, disputed her characterization of their phone call on Twitter. I know you feel strongly about this. Why does his response, what, what should his response have been, I should say? Silence. Ashley Judd, stupid fucking slut. You can't sue someone for calling them a cunt. If you can't handle the internet, fuck off, whore. I wish Ashley Judd would die a horrible death. She is the absolute worst. Ashley Judd, you're the reason women shouldn't vote. Twisted is such a bad movie, I don't even want to rape it. 
Whatever you do, don't tell Ashley Judd she'll die alone with a dried out vagina. If I had to fuck an older woman, oh my God, I would fuck the shit out of Ashley Judd. That bitch is hot AF. The unforgivable shit I would do to her. Online misogyny is a global gender rights tragedy, and it is imperative that it ends. And women's voices and our allies' voices are constrained in ways that are personally, economically, professionally, and politically damaged. And when we curb abuse, we will expand freedom. I am a Kentucky basketball fan, so on a fine March day last year, I was doing one of the things I do best. I was cheering for my Wildcats. The daffodils were blooming, but the referees were not blowing the whistle when I was telling them to. <laughs> funny, they're very friendly to me before the opening tip, but they really ignore me during the game. Three of my players were bleeding, so I did the next best thing. I tweeted. It is routine for me to be treated in the ways I've already described to you. It happens to me every single day on social media platforms such as Twitter and Facebook. Since I joined Twitter in 2011, misogyny and misogynists have amply demonstrated they will dog my every step. My spirituality, my faith, being a hillbilly, I can say that, you can't, all of it is fair game. And I have responded to this with various strategies. I've tried engaging people. This one guy was sending me hyper-sexual, nasty stuff, and there was a girl in his avatar, and I wrote him back and said, is that your daughter? I feel a lot of fear that you may think about and talk to women this way. And he surprised me by saying, you know what? You're right. I apologize. Sometimes people want to be held accountable. This one guy was musing to I don't know who, that maybe I was the definition of a cunt. I was married to a Scot for 14 years, so I said, cunt means many different things in different countries. But I'm pretty sure you epitomize the global standard of a dick. I've tried to rise above it, I've tried to get in the trenches, but mostly I would scroll through these social media platforms with one eye partially closed, trying not to see it, but you can't make a cucumber out of a pickle. What is seen goes in, it's traumatic. And I was always secretly hoping in some part of me that what was being said to me and about me wasn't true. Because even I, an avowed, self-declared feminist, who worships at the altar of Gloria, <laughs> internalize the patriarchy. This is really critical. Patriarchy is not boys and men. It is a system in which we all participate, including me. On that particular day, for some reason, that particular tweet after the basketball game triggered something called a cyber mob, this vitriolic, global outpouring of the most heinous hate speech, death threats, rape threats. And don't you know, when I was sitting at home alone in my nightgown, I got a phone call, and it was my beloved former husband, and he said on a voicemail, loved one, what is happening to you is not okay. 
And there was something about him taking a stand for me that night that allowed me to take a stand for myself, and I started to write. I started to write about sharing the fact that I'm a survivor of all forms of sexual abuse, including three rapes, and the hate speech I get in response to that. These are just some of the comments posted to news outlets. Being told I'm a snitch is really fun. Thank you, Jesus. May your grace and mercy shine. So I wrote this feminist op-ed. It is entitled, Forget Your Teen. It is your online gender violence toward girls and women that can kiss my righteous ass. <laughs> and I did that alone, and I published it alone because my chief advisor said, please don't. The reign of retaliatory garbage that is inevitable, I fear for you. But I trust girls, and I trust women, and I trust our allies. It was published. It went viral. It proves that every single day, online misogyny is a phenomenon endured by us all, all over the world. And when it is intersectional, it is worse. Sexual orientation, gender identity, race, ethnicity, religion, you name it, it amplifies the violence endured by girls and women. And for our younger girls, it is worse. It's clearly traumatizing. Our mental health, our emotional well-being are so gravely affected because the threat of violence is experienced neurobiologically as violence. The cortisol shoots up. The limbic system gets fired. We lose productivity at work. And let's talk about work. Our ability to work is constrained. Online searches of women applying for jobs reveal nude pictures of them, false allegations they have STDs, their addresses indicating that they are available for sex. With real examples of people showing up at this house for said sex. Our ability to go to school is impaired. 96% of all postings of sexual images in our young people Girls, our girls, our boys are two to three times more likely non-consensually to share images. And I want to say a word about revenge porn. Part of what came out of this tweet was my getting connected with allies and other activists who are fighting for a safe and free internet. We started something called the Speech Project, curbing abuse, expanding freedom. And that website provides a critical forum because there is no global legal thing to help us figure this out. But we do provide on that website a standardized list of definitions because it's hard to attack a behavior in the right way if we're not all sharing a definition of what that behavior is. And I learned that revenge porn is often dangerously misapplied. It is the non-consensual sharing of an image used tactically to shame and humiliate a girl or woman that attempts to pornography us. Our natural sexuality is, I don't know about yours, pretty gorgeous and wonderful. And my expressing it does not pornography make. So I have all these resources that I'm keenly aware so many people in the world do not. I was able to start the speech project with colleagues. I can often get a social media company's attention. I have a wonderful visit to Facebook HQ coming up. 
hasn't helped the idiotic reporting standards yet. I actually pay someone to scrub my social media feeds, attempting to spare my brain the daily iterations of the trauma of hate speech. And guess what? I get hate speech for that. Oh, you live in an echo chamber. Well, guess what? Having someone post a photograph of me with my mouth open saying they can't wait to come on my face, I have a right to set that boundary. And this distinction between virtual and real is specious because guess what? That actually happened to me once when I was a child and so that tweet brought up that trauma and I had to do work on that. But you know what we do? We take all of this hate speech and we disaggregate it and we code it and we give that data so that we understand the intersectionality of it. You know, when I get porn, when it's about political affiliation, when it's about age, when it's about all of it. We're going to win this fight. There are a lot of solutions. Thank goodness. I'm going to offer just a few. And of course, I challenge you to create and contribute your own. Number one, we have to start with digital media literacy. And clearly, it must have a gendered lens. Kids, schools, caregivers, parents, it's essential. Two. Shall we talk about our friends in tech? Said with dignity and respect, the sexism in your workplaces must end. Edge, the global standard for gender equality is the minimum standard and guess what? Silicon Valley, if L'Oreal in India, in the Philippines, in Brazil, and in Russia can do it, you can too. Enough excuses. Only when women have critical mass in every department at your companies, including building platforms from the ground up, will the conversations about priorities and solutions change. And more love for my friends in tech, profiteering off misogyny and video games must end. I'm so tired of hearing you talk to me at cocktail parties, like you did a couple weeks ago in Aspen, about how deplorable hashtag Gamergate was when you're still making billions of dollars off games that maim and dump women for sport. Basta, as the Italians would say. Enough. Our friends in law enforcement have much to do because we've seen that online violence is an extension of in-person violence. In our country, more girls and women have been murdered by their intimate partners than died on 9-11 and have died since in Afghanistan and Iraq combined. And it's not cool to say that, but it is true. We care so much geopolitically about what men are doing over there to women over there. In 2015, 72,828 women used intimate partner violence services in this country. That is not counting the girls and women and boys who needed them. Law enforcement must be empowered with up-to-date internet technology, the devices, and an understanding of these platforms, how they work. The police wanted to be helpful when Amanda Hess called about the death threat she was getting on Twitter, but they couldn't really when they said, what's Twitter? 
our legislators must write and pass astute legislation that reflects today's technology and our notions of free and hate speech. In New York recently, the law could not be applied to a perpetrator because the crimes must have been committed, even if it was anonymous, they must have been committed by telephone, in mail, by telegraph. <laughs> the language must be technologically neutral. So apparently, I've got a pretty bold voice. So let's talk about our friends, white men. You have a role to play and a choice to make. You can do something or you can do nothing. We're cool in this room, but when this goes out, everyone will say, oh my God, she's a reverse racist. That quote was said by a white man, Robert Morris, chairperson, Price Waterhouse Cooper. He asked me to include it in my talk. We need to grow support lines and help groups so victims can help each other when their lives and finances have been derailed. We must, as individuals, disrupt gender violence as it is happening. 92% of young people, 29 and under, witness it. 72% of us have witnessed it. We must have the courage and urgency to practice stopping it as it is unfolding. And lastly, believe her. Believe her. This is fundamentally a problem of human interaction. And thus, I believe that human interaction is at the core of our healing. Trauma not transformed will be trauma transferred. <laughs> I thought it was. Edith Wharton said the end I is latent in the beginning. So we are going to end this talk replacing hate speech with love speech. Because I get lonely in this, but I know that we are allies. I recently learned about how gratitude and affirmations offset negative interactions. It takes five of those to offset one negative interaction. And gratitude in particular, free, available globally, anytime, anywhere, to anyone in any dialect. It fires the pregenual anterior singlet, a watershed part of the brain that floods it with great good stuff. So I'm gonna say awesome stuff about myself. I would like for you to reflect it back to me. It might sound something like this. I am a
<laughs> All right, uh, we're back. We're back. Progressive activists disrupt tax vote and final show of the defense. Obviously, uh, people were very, very upset about this tax bill. They were all down at Capitol Hill, uh, Democratic uh, progressives. They were yelling. They were screaming, stop the bill, calling Paul Ryan a liar, as I've said earlier into the show. At least 18 progressive activists disrupted the final House of Representatives, uh, the vote on the Republican bill. They didn't do anything because, as I've said, they don't listen to us. They really don't. Uh, some of the uh, people who are against the bill uh, were yelling, shame, shame on you, the uh, disparaging chants during the speeches and parliamentary procedures that preceded the vote, okay? Um, yeah, people were, uh, people were upset. People were upset, but the Republicans, they're not listening. Nobody wanted this bill. Nobody wanted it. They knew it wasn't just, it was to hurt uh, middle class, support families and all this kind of thing uh and reward the rich and one woman was saying one woman said liar liar you're you're lying only the rich people are going to get anything uh one woman yelled uh as house people as house speaker excuse me uh paul ryan described that he that he said would be the legislation benefits for ordinary americans liar 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 Republicans, they don't do anything for ordinary Americans. So it was a lot of disruption down there. Uh, people are very pissed off. They're very upset that this thing has gone through or is going through and that the Republicans are just not paying attention to what we want and how we want it. If we say kill the bill, kill the bill. You don't pass a bill that, that 85, 75% to 85% of Americans don't want. What the hell is wrong with you? You don't do that. And plus, it's going to cost us a lot of money. It's going to uh, disrupt the economy. What the hell is – and you say kill the bill, but they want it anyway. The rich people don't want it. Most of the rich people, uh, the rich folks, they don't want those few pennies from, that's, that's, that, from, this tax cut, from this tax cut. They don't want those few pennies. I've heard millionaires and billionaires say, hey, wow, we don't need the money, uh, Congress. Don't give it to us. We don't need it. But Congress, just like Congress, do not listen to us. They do not listen to the millionaires and the billionaires who say they do not need the tax tax cut. They don't. They do not need the extra pennies that this tax cut would garner them. But these Republicans, they don't listen. Another popular chant was "Kill the bill, don't kill us." When the final vote occurred, the group chanted in unison, "Shame, shame, shame." And a lot of these people were saying, we're going to remember you. Yeah, we're all going to remember them. Uh, uh, November 28, November 2018, we're all going to remember them. We're going to vote their asses right out to the curb. We're going to take away their health care. We're going to take away their jobs like they're trying to take away our jobs. It's a war, folks, and we have to fight back. There's no doubt about it. This is a war. Donald Trump and the Republicans, this is a war on America. This is a war on American people. And we just, I mean, these guys and girls come on television and try to say that it's, it's a Christmas present. It's not a Christmas present. It's a Christmas present for the rich, a rich. And most of these rich folks, they say they don't need it. They don't want it. But the Republicans are going to give it to them anyway. They're going to hurt people. This is this bill and everything that the Republicans do is designed to hurt 
people, to hurt Americans. That's all they want to do. This is what they are about. We don't want the bill. They're going to stuff it down our faces anyway. We saying, hey, we don't want to kill it. They're going to uh, uh, give it to us anyway. As if they know, as I was saying before, as if they know, uh, or as if they're smarter than we are, more intelligent than we are. We'll, we're kids in kindergarten, and they're the teachers, I guess. <coughs> so, uh, but I'm proud of that, that there, that there was a lot of people down at, at uh, the Capitol building today inside the chambers as this bill being voted on. And people were making their voices heard. I think that's beautiful. I think that's great. I think that's what we have to do. But apparently it isn't enough because these guys, they, they will not listen. Apparently they think they're smarter than we are. Well, they're saying that this is one of Trump's, Trump promised this. Just because he promised it doesn't mean that we're uh, in agreement with it. Okay, we're just about off the air. I've been talking too much, and we've been having so much fun that uh, uh, time is just uh, whittled away from here. But uh, we, we are going to be back. Joe, tomorrow should be as good as today. If we can find what we're looking for, I think we can. Bye-bye. Take care. Have a great evening.